How can artificial intelligence help in the fight against coronavirus? Today, we are releasing the most extensive collection of machine-readable coronavirus scholarly literature to date and issuing a call to action to the nation's artificial intelligence community. That's Michael Krastios, the White House's chief technology officer, speaking on a conference call Monday with representatives of research organizations and tech platforms, including Microsoft and Seattle's Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence. Coming up on this special episode of the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast, we'll explain what they're doing with AI and where it could lead in the fight against COVID-19. GeekWire's Health Tech Podcast is sponsored by Primera Blue Cross, providing comprehensive health benefits and tailored services to approximately 2 million people, from individuals to Fortune 100 companies. Learn more about how Primera is innovating in healthcare at primera.com innovation. Hi, everybody. It's GeekWire editor Todd Bishop. Amid the coronavirus outbreak in the Seattle region, the U.S., and other countries around the world, we're going to be bringing you our health tech podcast more frequently, talking with experts and our own journalists covering the story to shed light on the tech and science behind this global health crisis. On the line to explain this AI initiative is Alan Boyle, GeekWire's aerospace and science editor. Alan, what was announced at the White House today, and what role could artificial intelligence play in the fight against COVID-19? Well, a consortium of tech organizations, including Seattle's own Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence and Microsoft, uh, announced that there's a new database called the COVID-19 Open Research Dataset, or CORD-19, that brings together more than 24,000 articles about COVID-19 and the virus that causes it, and in fact, other coronaviruses. The idea is that researchers can use this database to get in touch with the information that they really need, even if they don't know they need it, about the nature of the coronavirus. And AI is a big factor that pulls all this together. Here's Eric Horvitz, Microsoft's chief scientific officer, explaining the company's role on a conference call with reporters today, organized by the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. Microsoft contributed our web-scale tools to perform worldwide indexing and mapping of thousands of articles about the coronavirus group and hundreds of articles on COVID-19, and we'll be continuing to update the index. Our goal in creating this open data set and Q&A challenge for coronavirus is to stimulate the AI community to create tools that can help scientists to stay on top of thousands of articles to enable them to develop deeper understandings and approaches to addressing the COVID-19 pandemic. So the artificial intelligence goes through these papers, analyzes the text, and then presents it to them in a way that makes more sense than just trying to sort through it manually. Exactly. It builds upon what the Allen Institute has been doing over the past few years with Semantic Scholar, which is their academic search engine. They uh, pulled together information from tens of millions of research papers in all fields of science and have figured out ways to use natural language processing and machine learning to distill the information and really help uh, researchers cut through the clutter. And so they're using the techniques that they've developed along with Microsoft 
to apply this to the coronavirus issue. And uh, they also have set up a partnership with the National Library of Medicine, uh, Georgetown University's Center for Security and Emerging Technology, the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, and Kaggle, which is a platform for data scientists to not only present this information, but also to challenge data scientists around the country, millions of them, to come up with ways to mine this data more efficiently. Here's Oren Etzioni, CEO of the Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence and a University of Washington computer science professor, also speaking on the call. I want to highlight that AI and high tech in general has gotten something of a bad rap recently, but this crisis shows how AI can potentially do a world of good. The scientific literature on coronavirus is growing exponentially, and scientists need AI capabilities to do their research on COVID-19 quickly and effectively with the goal of bolstering prevention, detection, treatment, and vaccination. The work on the Free Semantic Scholar Academic Discovery Engine, which began five years ago, has prepared us for this moment where humanity needs scientists to succeed and to succeed quickly. Etzioni went further in contrasting this type of initiative with the common public perception of artificial intelligence. It's perhaps ironic that AI, which has caused consternation with facial recognition, deepfakes, etc., is now at the front lines of helping scientists confront COVID-19. I want to be clear, though. AI won't solve this problem on its own. AI will enable scientists, doctors, nurses, and policymakers to succeed. In this context, AI means augmented intelligence. So what could be the ultimate outcome here? Are we talking about treatment for coronavirus and COVID-19? Are we talking about vaccines? Like, I'm sure everybody who's listening to something like this is looking for the magic bullet, the ultimate solution. Could it be found through this effort in artificial intelligence? Well, it's probably not going to be a magic bullet, but it will accelerate the, the search for a whole range of potential uh, remedies and uh, vaccines and treatments the idea is that it's not really as if the Terminator is coming to save us. It's more as if this is something that will be a tool that helps humans get to what they really need to get to in quicker fashion. It's not something where you'll see a big breakthrough from the Cord 19 Borg. Rather, you'll get something that might be faster than it would otherwise be because CORD-19 is working in the background. What kinds of answers might they find in all of these papers? Is it about recognizing patterns that point to potential therapy? Or can you give an example of something that might come out of this? It's more about what is the nature of this virus? How long does it last? Uh, what are the most efficient treatments? What's the structure? What are the targets that we can use to create vaccines or therapeutics that will help knock down the virus infection if, if somebody happens to get it? So it's really on a very basic level that, that leads to applications like vaccines or new strategies, uh, you know, the social distancing strategy that people have been talking about. That emerged through seeing what the research is and seeing what the effects of different computer models produce. And so it might be those sorts of things where, hey, maybe we've been doing it wrong and maybe there's another way that we can address the outbreak that is more efficient and, and easier on people. Those are the sorts of things that could eventually come out of it. 
I thought the question you asked on the call was really good. You asked about financial motivation, essentially. Hello, this is Alan Boyle with uh, GeekWire. I wanted to ask about the costs and the benefits. Uh, are there any uh, transfers of money, or is this all uh, for the common good? And also in terms of potential incentives, uh, what do the people from Kaggle or or uh, the other partners uh, get out of this? It, it might not be monetary. It might be recognition, for example, in a scientific paper. Uh, what's, what's motivating the people who you expect to be part of this project? They almost took offense to it <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> yeah, Eric Horvitz, who is Microsoft's chief scientific officer, said, well, I wouldn't frame the question that way. If I can just speak for Microsoft for a second. It, as I said in my quote, it's really all hands on deck on this. People uh, from our senior leadership on down to uh, all of our folks deeply care about this issue. It's, a, it's an important issue uh, for humankind worldwide. Uh, we, we, haven't, we haven't been thinking about the, the, the way you frame the question. Really, this is something that uh, these partners are, are doing primarily for the, the good of the order, and it's something that fits into things that they have been doing in other spheres. You know, uh, Microsoft has been active in figuring out the ethics of artificial intelligence. Uh, how do you use it in the correct way? And the Allen Institute talks all the time about how they're trying to use AI for the common good. So it's not as if a lot of money is changing hands. This isn't a big government cloud contract, and it's not as if uh, anyone is going to get a prize for figuring out how this database works. It's just something that allows companies like Microsoft and organizations like the Allen Institute to really contribute to what really is a global crisis that we're facing and, and how to address that crisis and how to use the tools that are developed to face this crisis to address future crises in other spheres. Maybe there's a something that comes out of this that will help with uh, global climate change or with the food uh, crisis that, that might be coming up, will we be able to produce enough food? So this is really just the start of a grand adventure in marrying AI with human-powered research. Well, Alan Boyle, GeekWire's Aerospace and Science Editor, thanks very much for jumping on the line and explaining this to us. You bet. Thank you. Do you want to say live long and prosper? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope. <laughs> Let's hope everybody lives long and prosperous. Thanks for listening to the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast. See more episodes at geekwire.com slash health tech and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Follow our ongoing coverage of coronavirus and its impact on Seattle and the tech industry at geekwire.com and look for our live updates for the latest news. Thanks to our sponsor of Health Tech Season 4, Primera Blue Cross, you can find out more about their work at Primera.com slash innovation. I'm GeekWire editor Todd Bishop. Be well, wash those hands, keep your distance, and check back soon for another episode of the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast. This season of the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast is presented by Primera Blue Cross. At Primera, we talk about what we do all day. We offer access to healthcare. The card in the pocket allows people to go get access to healthcare. Dr. John Espinola is Executive Vice President of Healthcare Services for Primera Blue Cross. The challenge we have is that we know that the healthcare that they get access to doesn't work as well as it could. So we have a duty at Primera to make healthcare work better. That's our job. 
We give people access to health care, yet we give them access to something that's subpar. We have a moral and fiduciary obligation to do better. We're going to do it in partnership with those who may touch the moment of care. Providers, innovators, entrepreneurs, all of these are going to help us move in the direction we need to to make healthcare work better. We're bold enough to take the risk to try to do something that'll make a difference and learn from it and be better along the way. To find out more, visit Primera.com slash innovation.